Amen. Good morning, everyone. Amen. Jesus is wonderful, isn't he? Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity to minister this morning in your pulpit. I'm under your covering. Amen. And you're my pastor while I'm here, and whatever you say, that's the way it is. Amen. I, I, I believe that we should be submissive to our pastor. If he was to tell me to go outside and throw rocks for an hour, I'd go outside and throw rocks for an hour. Might not have anything to do with church, but he's still my pastor. <laughs> Amen. It's so good to see smiling faces. Amen. And to see the, the glory of the Lord upon the faces of his people. Amen. God is so wonderful. I'm just going to read. I'm going to read my, uh, my text verse. And everyone can be seated. Amen. First, let's pray. Father, we love you, Jesus. Lord, you know this morning, Lord, what's up on my heart. You know, you know what I feel this morning. You know the heaviness and the burdens that we carry. God, we ask your anointing this morning, Lord. Let me hear your voice and your will. Help me to minister, Lord, this morning, your spirit unto each and every one of us. Amen. God, that this word will go forth. Hallelujah. The Lord is for the furthering of your kingdom, Lord. Hallelujah. Your word is for our, our souls to be fed by you. Amen. To know how to live for you and serve you, God. Hallelujah. Lord, it's not for our own gains, Lord, but it is for the souls of your people and, and all the lost. We love and praise and glorify your great and mighty name this morning. Through you we have victory and deliverance, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Because you are the victor, Lord, we are victorious. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Your word tells us that whatsoever we do in word or in deed, do it all in your great and precious and mighty name. And we want your name, amen, to rule and reign in our lives, God, because we are called by your name. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. I think that was already a message. Amen. God is so good. Around 5 o'clock Thanksgiving morning, my wife was up fixing a turkey that she'd had uh, done for Thanksgiving, and we were actually at the older, oldest daughter's house. We'd stayed the, the night with them, and about five o'clock that morning, the Lord spoke this, this scripture to me while I was still asleep and began to talk to me about it. And I lay there listening to what the Lord was saying. Amen. In 2 Timothy verse 19, he says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that named the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Amen. So, the word nevertheless means in spite of. And what was happening, what the Apostle Paul was talking about, there was two men, in verse 17, it says, And their words will eat as doth a canker or cancer. If you don't 
think that words that feed into our spirit, if we let things into our spirit, it begins to feed or it will eat. Amen. It says, Of whom is Hymenius and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying the resurrection is past already. And he said it's overthrowing the faith of some. And that's really what I want to talk about this morning. And the title of my message and my graphic is In Spite Of. So the Apostle Paul said, in spite of these men that have erred from truth and are preaching that the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ has already happened, Amen. The Apostle Paul had a burden for the church. The man had a love and a passion for souls because he knew where God brought him from. The Apostle Paul, if you will have it, was a political killer. He was the ISIS of that day. The, the high priests, they were the political people in that day. They were the people with power. The Apostle Paul was raised under a very intelligent man. He was well-educated. Amen. And he thought everything he was doing was right because he was a Pharisee. Amen. He spoke of his life. He said, I was the father, I was the son of a Pharisee. And, and, and he knew the law of the Old Testament to the letter. He knew the law of Moses. He knew it all. I mean, he, was, he, he knew and understood the Old Testament. And he thought it was right. And he thought these people that were preaching in the name of Jesus Christ and baptizing in that name and, 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 and uh, you know, being filled with the Holy Ghost, we, we know his story and his conversion. And the very thing that the Apostle Paul was persecuting, he ended up preaching. And the people that he was, he was doing service for, having the saints put in prison, we know he had Stephen stoned to death. They go, wow, you were our man. Paul, what are you doing? And even when he came before King Agrippa, he said, oh, King, he said, I know you. We were raised together. We all know each other. We were all buddies. And he said, and I know that you know that it's, it's no miraculous thing that God can work miracles. Amen. But God knew the kind of heart and spirit that the Apostle Paul had. And he knew how to turn him. He knows what it takes to turn us and deliver us. Amen. If we're willing to listen to him, if we're willing to let the Word of God in our hearts and in our spirits, he knows how to convert us. He knows how to heal us and deliver us. And make us preaching machines for Him. Amen. But He was warning Timothy about these men. Amen. The Apostle Paul was in prison while he was writing this to Timothy. And Timothy had gotten discouraged. And the Apostle Paul said, Timothy, stir up the gift that is within you. Stir this gift up that God has given you that was given to you by the laying on of the hands of the presbyter. 
Amen. He said, I know the faith of your mother and your grandmother Lois. He said, I know these people. He said, I've taught you very well, Timothy. Stir up that which God has given you and preach this gospel. But beware of these men. There are people we need to beware of. When anyone comes to you with anything other than what your pastor says, you need to put up your hand and say, stop. Anyone that has anything to say against your your pastor and the first lady, your hand should go up and say, not here. My ear is not a trash can. I will not listen to it. What this man of God teaches and preaches to you should enter into your spirit and you should let nothing divert you from that. That's what the Apostle Paul was warning Timothy about. The word overthrow also means subvert. The word subvert means catastrophe. It means an overthrowing of an established government. And upon his shoulders shall be the government. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. The devil has been from the beginning trying to overthrow the government of God. He tried to have Moses killed. It didn't work. The devil uses people that they have no idea what they are doing. They have no idea the ruin, the destruction that he causes in people's lives. They have no idea what he's doing because they know not the Word of God. It came down to Moses when Korah and Abram and their families stood against Moses. The Scripture tells us, amen, that in the third chapter of 2 Timothy, he said, For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and holy. Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, fierce and despisers. He talks about all things, traitors and heady and high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than the lovers of God, having a form of godliness. He said, all of this sort, which creep into houses, lead captives, silly women, laden with sins, and led away with divers' lusts. Now, I'm not talking against women here, ladies, and I don't have time to, to explain that. He said, they're ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Now, as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. That word reprobate, amen, it simply means that they're useless. They're absolutely useless. They're perverse. When the deputy came to the Apostle Paul and desired to hear the gospel, there was a man with him that was a sorcerer. And he tried to turn this deputy from the faith to from hearing what the Apostle Paul had to say. The Scripture says that he, the Apostle Paul looked at him and said, Will you always pervert the way of the gospel? Will you always try to make destitute the Word of God in people's lives? And if you know that scripture, the Lord made him blind and he went away. 
There are men that are always trying to pervert the way of the gospel. They're trying to overthrow your faith and destroy your life. The Scripture tells us that the children of Israel, when they were in bondage, when they were in captivity for 70 years, they sat down by the rivers of Babylon and wept. When they remembered what it was like when they had God in their life, where they walked in the peace, when they remembered what it was like when Balaam sought, amen, for God to curse the children of Israel and God showed him the children of Israel dwelling in their tents in peace. They knew, they remembered what it was like when they hadn't hung their harps on the willows. They remembered there are so many people right now that has let the devil overthrow their faith and they are absolutely in ruin. The Apostle Paul went on to say about these men that they made shipwreck. Janus and Jambres was the two magicians that withstood Moses when he went to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. They were the ones that raised their, their rods and was able to duplicate a couple of the things, but they were not. They're never a match for the power of God. Amen. I know people that the devil has absolutely made shipwreck of their life because they no longer listen to the pastor. Amen. There's a lady that parents was just telling us about recently. Used to be in church. And they listened to someone that came against their pastor and against the teachings of the church. And they followed these people. They are now out of church, divorced. Their granddaughter came home from school that was friends with children that want to change their identity. And she announced to their parents, I want to be called by another name. These folks had the Holy Ghost and was raised in church. Parents lived for God all their lives. But they let someone subvert their faith. They let someone overthrow their life. The thing that the Scripture says about the children of Israel is that Edom said, raise it, raise it, destroy it from the, the word raise, R-A-S-E. In, the, in, the, in the, 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 the Greek, it's R-A-Z-E. It means to destroy from the foundation, absolutely demolish. And Edom cried against the children of Israel and said, demolish them, demolish them. And God was against Edom because of that thing. The devil wants to demolish our faith, completely destroy. When he gets through with you, you're going to be laying in a trash heap. He can't restore your life. He can't give your jobs back. He can't give your marriage back. He can't give your children back. I feel a burden. There's another word, the word rest. It means to twist 
and to violently pull. The Apostle Peter, talking about the Apostle Paul, he said, as in all of his epistles, his letters, some things are hard to be understood. It doesn't mean that it's literally hard to be understood. He said, even as our brother Apostle Paul, also according to the wisdom that God has given him, as also in all his epistles, speaking of them, of things in which some things are hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned, in other words, untaught, and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. He said, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things, beware lest ye also be led away with the error of the wicked and fall from your own steadfastness. We need to be careful while we listen to. That's why it is imperative that we read and study the Word of God and listen to our leaders. Amen. We need to listen to what the Word of God says. I have people tell me, Brother, I, I can't read the Bible. I don't understand anything. I, I can't read it. I can't pronounce I can't pronounce half the names and words in it, but I've read it. You there's all kinds. There is absolutely no excuse for us not knowing the Word of God. There is so much available to us. You can sit and listen, watch it on YouTube and listen to it preach. You can go along with the with the ministers in the scriptures. It's on it's on audio. I have Bible apps downloaded several of them of of different, the NIV I have different, I study out of all of them. But I'm careful about which ones I really study out of. There's absolutely no excuse why we shouldn't know the Word of God. I have a friend that I've known him for 30 some years. And every day he listens to, he still has the cassette tapes that he listens to the scriptures off of. Remember those some of you don't, but the cassette tapes had all the Bible, old and new, downloaded. We used to listen to them all the time. When we couldn't be reading, we were listening. Amen. Always had the Word of God playing. The Apostle Paul, In Philippians, he said, Brethren, be followers together of me. Mark them which walk as ye also have us for examples. For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is their shame, who mind earthly things. If you look at that word belly, it tells you gluttonous, but that's not what that word means in this sense. Because he said their God is their belly and it's their shame. And the Greek on that word says that it is their carnal affections, your innermost being. When we were yet sinners, when we were filled with the Holy Ghost, amen, it cleanses. That's what the new birth does. The new birth changes that spirit. The scripture says, 
Amen. In Corinthians, seeing therefore that we have these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. When we go before the Lord, and, we, and you can put this with Romans 8, it says His Spirit and our spirit prays together. The unclean and the clean does not mix with God. Our spirit has to be, and that's what the, that's what the Holy Ghost, that's what the new birth is about. But the innermost seat of their carnal affections is what this talk. That's why it says it's their shame. These men are ungodly. And he said, I tell you, weeping. <laughs> we need to spend nights before God for our families. Amen. And for the lost. The two disciples that went to the tomb when they were told that Jesus had rose, they ran back. Jesus did not appear to those two disciples at that moment. But the one that he did appear to was Mary Magdalene. She was still weeping. She was still looking for the lover of her soul that had delivered her from seven devils. She knew how important he was to her life. Simon the leper invited Jesus to his house. The woman came in weeping. She washed his feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. That ought to say something, ladies. Simon thought within himself, if you were a prophet, you would know who this person is. And Jesus looked at him and said, Simon, I have something to say to you. Since I entered your house, you have not kissed me. In other words, you have not greeted me. You have not washed my feet. You have given me nothing. But this woman has continually washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with and dried them with her hair. Throughout the word, when people come before God and wept, He appears to them. Until we come before God, with the broken spirit and a contrite heart, he can do nothing for us. I don't know why I feel this so heavily. The enemy wants to take that precious thing that we have and destroy us. Amen. Could we all just come forth this time? Amen. If we could have someone to come and maybe play, sing. But I think it's a time, Pastor, amen, for we could come, to, come forth. If there's anybody that needs prayer for anything, let's pray. Let's, let's let God move today. Amen. If there's anything...
Amen. That's in your life. Anything that's holding you back. Anything that's keeping you from being what you know God wants you to be. Let's pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, we love you, Lord. We worship you, God. You know what you're doing in our midst this morning. Lord, this message is for all of us, but even maybe one particular person that there's something that they need help and deliverance with, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. It may be a family member. Oh, that we seek you, Lord. That we need you, Jesus. Oh, the love of your name and your spirit, Lord. Only your word can cleanse and deliver us and heal us, Lord. If you need the Holy Ghost this morning, if there's an addiction in your life, today is the day deliverance is here. Oh, Jesus. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We worship you, God. You'll never have peace in your life until you totally surrender to the lover of our souls today. I can tell you from experience that there can be things in our lives and we know that we don't have that peace. We feel God pulling, we feel God moving, but we know that thing is standing between us. We know that situation is keeping us from being what we know He wants us to be. Jesus said that Satan comes not but for to kill, to, to steal and to destroy. He wants to steal your soul today. He wants to destroy you to where you cannot live for the Lord. You think, I have plenty of time. I can, I can wait till later. We don't know if we walk out of this place, if we'll be alive tomorrow. I know we assume that we will be, but there's no promise. Oh, Jesus, we love you, Lord. We worship you, Savior. Baba Santa.